Hello everyone, this is Omar Torres for the Omar Torres Show. Uh, producer Stravaganza. Today, uh, I want to talk about more banda music. And now we're going to get to know some stuff that I didn't know and nobody else did. It's about 13 things. Uh, so let's imagine we're in a lively restaurant in town and there's music blasting across the 10 speakers located throughout. Customers primarily locate dining. Oh, primary, primary locals and dining will scream and shout and whistle at one another just to be heard over the loud music. Outside the open-air restaurants, with wooden columns supporting the sporadically shaded roof, there are groups of foreigners hawking, trying to understand where that noise is coming from. Banda music is beloved style of music, very much like pop, rock, electronic, and heavy metal has a way of polarizing listeners as either lovers or haters from the genre. White, white, while the music is revered by many Mexicans, not many people knew the history of where or how of how the music came to be. We want to give you a so I wanna I wanna talk about that on my show today, and see the thirteen facts of about banda music. Maybe I'll learn something today too. Uh, the first one is banda generally means band in Spanish, and among the plethora of regional bands across Mexico. Banda Sinaloense is defined as the style of music most people think of when referring to banda. I guess that banda is, you know, the one that started it all in Mexico. So, yeah. Um, so, the band is what I want to do. That's why I, I want to talk about this in my show and let people know where I got this from. Uh, this type of music is made up of variety of ensemble consisting of percussion, brass, and woodwind instruments. Just like a regular uh, English band, but this one is not uh, without words. This one has people writing lyrics and stuff like that. Where the producers, you know, they... They do their responsibility of getting everything together. Uh, bring the second Mexican Empire in 19, 1860. Headed by Maximilian I. Uh, a puppet of Napoleon military band performed to the tune of brass music of German immigrants. That is very interesting because I've heard... That Banda comes from Germany, but I don't understand why. And maybe that's why, that reason why. 
So, that's very interesting. I always thought, you know. Here it says Germany. I found out that German immigrants brought over polka music, thus helping spur a marriage between traditional Mexican music and German polka music. Wow, that's very interesting. Uh, this genre appeals to both rural and urban residential and exploded in popularity in the late 1890s. Uh, 1890s? Uh, nobody was born back then. <laughs> I don't think none of my families were born back then. Not even my grand my grandparents. Uh, but yeah, I, that was a long time ago, and I thought I thought banda music was new, but I, uh, reading by finding out in the, in the internet is not. It's very old. Uh, during the Mexican Revolution in the nineteen tens, uh, revolutionary leaders such as Pancho Villa, everybody knows Pancho Villa. Uh, would bring wind wind brands everywhere. They went, bringing the music to fight and help sustain uh, its popularity into the 20th century, which is what we're living now. Uh, That was the sixth most interesting fact. Instruments used as tubas, bass drums, with cymbals, clarinets, snare drum, trombones, and valves, and sax horns. Uh, all those instruments make up the band. And even though it sounds floozy, it still sounds better when you hear it. Especially the kind of music that I want to write, which is the romantic music. Uh... As a recognized musical genre, in the 1940s, bands averaged anywhere from 9 to 12 members. That was way back then. Uh, I guess that's where the technology wasn't that well. Typically, a lead singer and a second voice. Um, you know, nowadays it's uh way more than that. I guess, I guess twelve members were, I don't know. They were trying to make a a good type of band, and that's where it all got started. The through the 1950s and 1960s brought about me incorporation of new instruments such as the slide trombones and saxophones allowing bands to perform mainstream dance music popular places like the big band mambo yes and I guess that instrument came um, on and, you know, made it, I don't know, made it much better or something like that. Uh, Band continues to draw a wide range of danceable rhythms 
that range from polka, foxtrot, bolero, cha-cha, waltz, and cumbia and mambo. So the band, the, these bands played all kind of all kind of um, music with all the instruments they had. Uh, the tambora, a drum covered with animal hide, is the instrument most often identified with banda. No drum, you don't have a band. Uh, because of the drum, uh, it makes everything more blasting and, and better. Uh, some of the most famous band bands are the group Banda Sinaloense. Uh, it's from a country named Sinaloa. So, you know, they call them Banda Sinaloenses. Uh, who in the 1990s reached international popularity. While the mother of all bands is a prominent banda called of Recodo. I guess that means something, I don't know. El Grito Mexicano, a yell by a performer or audience member during a musical interlude, is a staple, step, staple in banda music, in addition to other forms of traditional Mexican music. So... You have like this little pause and between the pause, uh, they do like a kind of a yell like, ha hi, it's kind of like that. And it makes the music um, blasting. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Low bandas? I never heard of that. Um... So yeah, um, low banda brass, cinematic instruments. Yes. Um, the low banda brass includes a single tuba, um, and a single brass trombone, bass trombone. Currently, these two banda instruments. Join great popularity, most used in banda music. Whenever you go to the tuba and brass trombone, the per are perfect tools to land your music a unique sound, basses and add roaring power from down below to your productions. Productions is something that I want to do. So I guess I could take this and and herd it into my studies. Uh, yeah, cause I I didn't know there was two type of bandas. This is a low banda, but yeah. So it's a uh, it's a good thing to notice, you know. Um, yeah, like that, and I will. Mm, Let's see. Um, too much. Too much. Too much.
So, yeah. So after this um, break, I will share another interesting fact of what a Lobanda brass is. Stay tuned, you're listening to the Omar Producer Extravaganza. Yes. Um. Okay, we'll be back after this. Welcome back, everybody, to the Omar's producer extravaganza. That was a band banda song, which uh, I want to uh, show to everybody because that's the kind of music I like. Uh, I know most people show English music and Spanish music and all kind of music, but I'm trying to keep it in touch with 
what I want to be. So I try to show people more. I try to teach people more about this kind of music. Uh, coming up, uh, I would explain. I want to explain what is a low banda brass. Uh, so a low banda brass includes two instruments: single tuba. Um, and a single brass trombone. Uh, both instruments cover low-range brass family and stand out with a deep and powerful sound. Currently, these two instruments enjoy great popularity, most used in banda music, which is brass-based. I did not know that. That's very interesting. That's why it's good to search online and sometimes look at stuff. A form of traditional Central American music consists of a variety of forms, including rancheras, corridos, cumbias, baladas, and boleros. Lower range brass, yes, low range, low range. Uh, yeah, where was I? Uh, Low-range brass is also frequently used in Mexican pop and rock. Another interesting fact I did not know. Um, cumbias as well as polka and traditional German Austrian music. Whatever you do to the tuba and brass trombone are perfect tools to land your music in a unique sound, uh, basses, and add roaring power from down below to your productions. Yes, that's what's going to be mine whenever I get to that point, if I ever get there. Um, I just like the sound of it. And before I used to like corridos, the ones I, they named up there. But no, I can't do that anymore. It's too dangerous, and I love uh, I love my life too much to to risk it for something like that. So um, now I just want to do love songs because I like writing poems. I found out my passion when I started writing and hearing music like that. So uh, yeah, uh, to keep the data small and the price reasonable, we. Uh, um, playing techniques, long, short, and staccato notes in order to achieve a unique, realistic, and organic sound. We spent a lot of time finding the right microphone setup. Uh, yeah, because I figured out going to the stores and stuff that. There's some mics that make it sound different. And I also found out that the instruments themselves use microphones to make sound louder. So, yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, a ribbon and two condenser mics, uh, as well as additional brass drum microphone see that's what I was saying uh, which was located close to the bell um, 
uh, record up to five velocity layers in three rounds. Uh, Robin Veritation. In order to keep a very authentic sound and feel, we just keep the tuning as natural as possible. The result is truly impressive, and we are now proud and excited to present the Low Banda Brass. So, I guess the Low Banda Brass is because of the, the low sounds of them two uh, instruments put together. So, I'll round it up with a typical easy ma- mapping and scripting and as well already a real stylish design it is enormous fun to play and you will quickly create fast rhythmic patterns as well as a long dramatic melody lines um low Banda Brass enriches your music with a realistic, organic, and unique deep brass sound. That is what it's all about. Um, that is very interesting because I like I like that and it's inspiring to me. Um so yeah, um I'm glad I found that out. It's always good to find out stuff. Um uh, what else can I say about that? Um, yeah, there's a lot of instruments that that are played in the banda that I like, and just to keep it, you know, keep it interesting. But right now, I'm I'm writing my own lyrics and listening to music, uh, learning more stuff, and in school too. Because uh, I think I think school can also give me a starting and and where I need to go and the direction I need to head. Uh, the tuba takes its spotlight in Mexican bands. Traditional Mexican music, known as banda, the music I want to play has been very popular in Southern California for decades. And now the tuba has gone from carrying the bass line in the back of the band to stepping out front and leading dance trains. Most Michael Martin speaks, host Michael Martin speaks with musician Jesse Tucker and Los Angeles Time reporter Sam Quinones, Quinones, who has been covering the tuba revolution. Revolution. Uh, Michael Martin host. Uh, next guest say these days if you want to a hanging a banging brass. Band for your party, you have got to get one with 
Wait for it. Los hermanos Carrillo con Chiclin y su tuba. Singing a foreign language. A tuba? That was the trio. Los hermanos Carrillo con Chiclin y su tuba. With Jesse Tucker on the tuba. The tuba has become all the rage. It even became the kind of status symbol. Especially in the Los Angeles, where the weather is nice all year round. And traditional Mexican music is the way of life. So, <laughs> this is way before my time. Uh, not only me likes this, but... I guess Martin is real into it, you know. Um, but so the called tuba revolutionized in traditional Mexican music uh, has not only given birth to a young generation of talent musicians. Oh, thank you. They're talking to me because I'm in this. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it has also spurred a spate of tuba burglaries burglaries in South California high schools man I wish I was over there because I guess I could learn a lot but uh, I'll take what I can uh, Los Angeles area is Sam Quinones he has been reporting for LA Times uh so yeah, uh, that Quinones guy is very famous and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, he's, I guess he's well known for his talents and stuff. You know, that's a great thing. I want to get to know, I want to get to be noticed one day. But right now, like I said, I'm still, I'm still where I can. Because I never, I wasn't born in a music family. But... I mean, where did the first band came from? The very first Mexican band. You know, nobody had a... Nobody had a, a starting point. Somebody had to start it off and keep going from there. Um, Yeah, it's just so nice. Um, yeah. Mexican music band is like has become like my passion and I don't know I could listen to it 24/7 and not get tired of it most people they listen to music and after a while they get tired of it but banda music in Mexico dates back into the 19th century and features ensembles most compromise of brass and percussion instruments. Pearls, banda, series, trimbales, and tambora are specifically designed to use in this music genre. Banda tambora. Pearls serves the growing banda market with 24 by 18 tambora. Kind of big. Uh, banda timbales 
Pearl serves the growing Banda market with these steel shell timbales. Yeah, so there is a interesting fact that I didn't know either. Um, uh, what instruments does Mexican banda use? Traditionally, mariachi bands consist of violin and viola, um, guitar, a guitarron, and a trumpet. Other instruments may also be seen in a mariachi band, such as a flute, French horn, accordion, and organ. An organ are used. Um, very interesting facts. Uh, introducing. Oh no 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 no. No 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 no. So everything, everything that's music, you have people that get interested wherever, wherever they have the, the stuff they are, are interested in. My thing is just music. Um, Banda, for most of you, for most of you fans who have listened to me since the beginning and don't know what Banda is, I will let you know right now. Initial purpose of yes, definition of banda. Mm. No, 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 CCC. What okay. Uh, an outstanding instrumental and symbol in an opera. Wow, it has to do with opera too, huh? Mexican band traditionally features brass instruments, tambora, and often wind, woodwind instruments, and singers. Typically one or two, you know, for second voice. Uh... Also told me that the banda had visited the United States already in 1948 to play in the Los Angeles on the 4th of July, American Independence Day. So how about that? I did not know they were, um, they were organized with that. Um, also called tambora. Music played by banda. That's another definition they say. While region Mexican music incorporates other traditional styles, banda is unique in energizing percussive power and demanding horns, also known as tambora. Love words. No. So how about that? First known use of banda. Circa in 1980. 
in the meaning of borrowed from Swahili. Borrowed from Italians, troop band, band of musicians. Borrowed from Middle French, bande, and old or written banda, band, entry, third. Uh, borrowed from Spanish group, troop, band of musicians. Um... In part, borrow from French bande band. Um, in part, continuing earlier, banda banda yes. Um, and all the other good stuff. Um, so that is the definition of the banda stuff. So yeah, so that's what I want to do because, like you say, it has a nice sound to it and I like the way it sounds. So, yeah. Um, but it was, uh, today in my show I just want to talk about the banda music, so yeah. So, um, let's see what else I can come up with. Man... Chipotle. Chipotle is a food. <laughs> a food from Mexico. Which you can... Which you can eat at Mexico. In the restaurant. Designated of uh, Mexican music and musical symbols. Yep. I already said that. What instruments? Uh, Olivera music. Olivera. Uh, music instruments you can get at EG Music Store. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy substance case. And I just want to do that for my life, you know. You got to go with... I'm a, I said this in my other show. I got to keep saying it. Encourage everybody to find their, their true passion and go for it. I mean, you're never too old to start. So, um... With that said, uh, I'm going to take a, a short break and I'll be back after this to talk about another interesting um, subject about a producer. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Omar Producer Extravaganza here on Hawk Radio. I'll be back. Don't go away. I'll be back after these words and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Welcome back. You're listening to Omar and Omar Torres, producer extravaganza. Um, that was another song banda that I like. It kind of sounds like that. The ones I want to do, but um, it's not the quite, but it's still the same and the same thing. That's why I wanted everybody to hear it. Um, so um, I want to talk about like. What is a producer's job and responsibilities? For y'all listening to my show for the first time since I found out what it was. So is it arranging compose compositions, which I want to do too. Uh, run recording sessions, 
I will be in there too. The suggestion changes to instrumentations, effects, and lyrics. Uh, lyrics is, I think it's a beautiful word because I found out what it was. And when I was taking writing classes in college, which I passed, thank God, uh, people start telling me that I was I was good at writing. So I decided to keep writing my lyrics at all times. Uh, it's a good way to, you know, <laughs> no, I don't want to say that. Um, but y'all know what I mean. Uh, another thing is guides of mixing, mastering, and recording engineers. Um, I guess that's recording the music and putting it all together. And stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, a recording engineer is in charge of the beats and the music and putting it all together. So you can have a final play in your in your songs and just make it all sound worthy uh gathers ideas uh i have plenty of those uh and inspirations for projects and develops the vision and direction for each project that is a consistent of videos what you speak you will see and record what you want to do when your songs are, are done. Um, what else is there? Um, that's uh, basically it for that matter. Uh, what else? Uh, There's a lot of interesting stuff about producer that I know. I'll make sure I keep looking for stuff. Maybe it'll help me out. Mainly, um, who? Uh, don't leave. Stay. You have constantly be sitting down and actually recording ideas to be used in a track that you plan to release. Uh, I guess that means uh, words and and beats uh, uh, put in actual um, with instruments and writing in paper. Um, you have to set firm deadlines. That's always important because uh, you want to make your music and as soon as possible and get it out there to be known. If you want to finish your tracks. Um, calling yourself a music producer, it is as simple as that. Um, um, see, six years ago, decided to seriously pursue in a year ago. Um, for every cent you get, for every cent you put in, and the time, it will come back. As your favorite artist, um, you want to get an inspiration, and I think I already found mine when I listened to Alex Alvarado. Uh, I kind of want to write my own music and do the love, uh, do the love um potion, but not not the same way he is. I want to find my own thing, so 
I guess I have time for that. And while I write my music and do my beats and all the other stuff, good stuff. Yeah, because a lot of you probably think, well, if you don't make the style of music that's hot right now, uh, people won't listen. But if you stand out, um, mainstream music is no different. It has more mass appeal, but you can have a higher quality fan base. Um, originally, uh, distinguishing yourself from the masses. Uh, 1,000 um, true fam models. Um, updated version essay I wrote. Oh, yeah. Another good thing that I, I did. Um, in college, I passed all my essays, which became very easily. And they are great because they help me with what I want to do. And so, yeah, it helps me, like, create <clears throat> my ideas. Uh, everything has a purpose, and I guess that's the purpose of essays. Uh, they help you generate your ideas and put them all on paper. And you get to become a better writer. Uh, to produce and write and make your own music. Um, a true fan is defined as a fan that will buy anything you produce. Whether it's shoes, hats, uh, even keychains or toys. You know, stuff like that. A successful creator, you don't need millions. You don't need million dollars or million of customers, millions of clients, or millions of fans. To make a living as a craftsman person, photographer, musician, designer, author, animator, app maker, entrepreneur, and inventor, you need only thousands of true fans that's where this um streaming online that's where the popularity comes in you getting your most of your music out there getting people to listen and especially if it's your own written pieces you will get better known because it's harder than the bands who come together and you're part just part of it um many times they I mean, you have to be unique, but when you're the main person on there, like I want to do, uh, as, as a producer, writer, and singer, you know, uh, I can get better known. So, yeah, um, so I guess that's what I wanted to put across, uh, the true fans, and have it with them, um, that's what it's all about. Um, separate producing from mixing. Switch your phone to airplane mode. Constantly gathering bulk up and good content to post on your social media. Practice your production separate from producing your own tracks. Uh, that means, I guess, uh, sound design should not 
take place while you making a new track. Making some templates from your tracks, this is a huge time saver. YouTube tutorials. Try making different styles of music. Try recreating your favorite tracks by other artists. Um, Gates. Learn keyboard shortcuts in your software. Get educated in some super helpful courses and video content other than YouTube videos, which can be jambled and messy. Um, there are communities out there holding production challenges. These are fun and meant to push you. I like Gravitas Create, Warp Academy. You should check them out when you have time. They might help you. Hey, I might do that. <laughs> Spend time research tastemakers and connecting with them. And wrote an entire article on this. Bloggers, YouTube channel owners, Spotify, playlist creators, uh, SoundCloud channel owners. Um, yeah. Study your favorite artists via active and passive listening. All that can help you out. Man, yes. And for now, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, just to learn many stuff. Mm. So, um, after this, after this break, which my show's this uh, episode, I'm almost done. Uh, I have my closing comments for my viewers out there. Uh, probably one day I can get to know you and get some critiques on how my show, what do y'all think of my show and stuff I talk about. Um. So yeah, um, I'll be back after this short song. Stay tuned, you're listening to Omar and the Omar Torres Production Stravaganza. Yes, they can't be a dollar, so I'm not saying that I am a student of Morris. Let's move it, it's all you. 
welcome back. This is the Omar Producer Stravaganza. Um, so today's uh, show was very useful to me and hopefully to others who want to be inspired to become a producer. Um, the stuff of the stuff that should be should be done and considered how to do. So yeah, um. I hope to have uh, many of you tune in to my next shows and yeah, and just keep listening to me. So, cause uh, this y'all, the people are was gonna make me get there. I can't do this alone. Uh, this is not a thing that you can say. Okay, um, just um, do it and. Everything will be good. No. You have to put effort into it. You have to put every good thing that you have and show the people that you can do it. Especially yourself. Um, and just try it. Try to go with it. Uh, you never know. You might get there soon, uh, sooner than what you think. So, yeah. And... So my fans out there who wants to be producers too, I suggest to keep trying and to figure out as many stuff as you want. Cause you are your only stop. And thank you for tuning in to another show of the Omar Producer Stravaganza. See you later. <laughs>